Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. Not everybody comes to faith on Alpha, but everybody knows what the gospel is. And that's our responsibility to share with them, to share with them, to share with them. You know, it's interesting in this, there are so many people who are thinking about their mental health and thinking about where they should be and thinking about their spiritual health. So we need to be involved in helping explore that. Are you one of those people that has breakfast for dinner? (laughs) You know, that kind of mix it up a bit. So I thought today that I would start with a scripture that we sometimes use for a benediction at the end of a service, just to kind of give you a context of what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says this, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Many of us have heard that prayer prayed often at the end of a service. You know, the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And many of us would say, yeah, the love of God, I get that. He's Father God. He's gracious God. He's the God who doesn't just have love. He is love. He's the God who is over all and in all and through all. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm coming to an awareness of that, that Jesus Christ loved us so much. He came to earth. He showed us how to live. He laid down his life to pay the price for the sins that you and I had committed. And he enabled us to come into relationship with God the Father. The grace of the Lord Jesus. It's not because we earned it. It's not because we were born in South Australia and we've managed to survive COVID. That's just an added bonus. It's grace because we couldn't earn it. It's grace because we don't deserve it. It's the grace that adopts us into the family of God. And so many of us go, yep, I daily receive the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love the love of our Father. But the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, what, what, what is that? So I want to talk today about journeying with the Holy Spirit. How do we journey? How do we go through life with the Holy Spirit? You know, if I was to show you a picture of my family, which I might, that's a snapshot of our family at a particular moment in time. It doesn't show you the journey that we're going on. It just shows us something that happened. You might think, well, it was probably Christmas. They were kind of happy. Looks quite good. You know, it looks like they're not wearing masks. So was that Melbourne or was that (laughs) pre-COVID? 111 days of lockdown in a row, people. (laughs) One week of not singing. I'm not sad. (laughs) We had curfews. We had people policing the streets. It was just funny. Never mind. The unfortunate thing is I read about, you know, all these great uh, people of the Bible who just did amazing things during lockdown and in prison. And, you know, I remember being on the Isle of Patmos and thinking about how it was to be John. And what did I do in lockdown? Probably just binged on Netflix, you know. <laughs> anyway, it's a snapshot. But we don't live in a snapshot. We live in a journey. Yeah. 
We're in a journey of going through life together, sharing life together. Mark chapter 1 verse 4 tells us about a messenger called John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and he preached that people should be baptized to show they'd repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All the people came out and he was sitting there and he announced this, someone is coming who is greater than I, so much greater, I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his boots. One day Jesus came and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my beloved son and you bring me great joy. You know, as we journey with the Holy Spirit, just like with our family, that we snapshots, that we snapshots when, like this situation, it's kind of like heaven is so amazed with what is happening that God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And a symbol of the Holy Spirit, a dove came upon him. This is kind of an interactive message today. So just gear up people and get ready. Because what I want to do is talk about some of the symbols of the Holy Spirit through the Bible. If you were in a traditional Uniting Church, Anglican Church or others, you would see symbols around the place. And we grow up with these symbols of the Holy Spirit and they kind of look interesting, but we don't necessarily know that they are to remind us of who the Holy Spirit is and how we journey with Him. You see, it's a journey of relationship. Everybody here has heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit. I have evidence of that because you're here. There's something in you that whispered, you need Jesus. You need to go to church. Many of you didn't plan to come here initially. Church wasn't necessarily on your radar, but there was something that compelled you. There was something that whispered. And for those of us who have invited Jesus Christ to be a part of our lives, we have received for us personally the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It came because the Holy Spirit said, you need Jesus. So how do we develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit? How do we journey? How do we know the extent of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? So what I'm going to do is we're going to share some of the symbols of the Holy Spirit and we're going to take a moment just to apply those symbols to us personally. Is that okay? Good, because we just locked the door, you're locked in. (laughs) The Holy Spirit comes as rain. You know, I don't know if you guys, you know, South Australia really doesn't really have much... um, droughts, do you? You know, there's not a situation. But sometimes people have droughts. They're in a situation where they don't have enough rain. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit as rain, it's not to say, oh, isn't that good? Our crops will be fine. It's to say, no, in my life, I need to get the soaking rain of the Holy Spirit into the barrenness, into the dryness. You know, if you're a student of church history and and study of prayer, what you will know is at some point, all prayer can become mundane, can become going through the motions and active obedience. And what we need is the refreshing rain of the Holy Spirit to come into our life and to bring freshness, to bring new life. The Holy Spirit manifested himself into, um, into Jesus when he was baptised. Just like that, the Holy Spirit wants to bring God's supernatural into our natural. 
It's not a weirdness. It's an openness, just like rain. The Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. He'll always help us see Jesus better. It was very nice, you know, we love Alpha, but really Alpha is about lifting up Jesus. How do we help people come to Jesus? How do we help people know who He is? In Joel chapter 2, verse 23 to 29, it talks about prophesying about this rain that would come. It says... um, Let's do verse 28. It says, after all these things, so it talks about how the people were in disgrace, the people were in shame. There was all sorts of things happening in their lives. And it said, now into this place of barrenness, into this place of desperation, into this place of pain, it says, I will pour out my spirit, what Mike read today, upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. You see, right through the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit had been at work, but He was moving on individual people at individual times. So, you know, we, we see the Holy Spirit at work with Abraham going, go to a place that I will show you. Hey, go up to a mountain, recognising messengers from God, seeing the supernatural life that came to Abraham and Sarah. The Holy Spirit had been at work, but Joel is prophesying that there'll be a time when everybody is able to experience the rain of the Holy Spirit. So rain comes as refreshing, where there's been dryness, where there's been barrenness. Rain comes as restoration, where there's been loss. And I want to tell you in our society at the moment, there's a lot of loss. You joked about um, singing, but there's been loss at those things we haven't been able to do. The loss of seeing family, the loss of being able to celebrate events, the loss of being able to hug, the loss of physical touch. You know, I was at church last Sunday at my home church and I turned around and this young man said, this is the first time I've been church for 18 months. I said, why? He said, COVID. Been too scared to go out of his house, too worried. And, and you know, because of his family situation, he's living away from family and um, his family were in India. There, there, were, there were valid reasons to his fear. I'm not putting him down for that. But I just said, wow, it's so great you're here. And I thought he's been robbed of community, been robbed of being with people, been robbed of all sorts of things in his life and living in fear. And I said to him, because I'm the age where I can, can I just hug you? And we just had a hug and he just started to sob on my shoulder. And at the end of it, you know, once I was working out, oh, my hair's getting wet. Very good cause. At the end of it, we just hugged for a while. End of it, he said, I don't think anyone's touched me for 18 months. See, we've been robbed of physical touch. We've been robbed of being able to reach out in compassion. So when we're coming to restoration, um, in Isaiah 28 says, here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. There is a place of quiet rest. When Peter was talking about the Holy Spirit being outpoured, he was talking about the latter rain, talking about the Holy Spirit coming as rain to those who are feeling barren, coming as the promise of refreshing. So I wonder if you just close your eyes where you are and open your hands. You know, there's something about just opening your hands, raise them arms if you want to, and just we're going to pray, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You can say it, you've memorised it now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come, bring your refreshing. Holy Spirit, come, bring your restoration. In our hearts that have got a bit dry, 
in our lives that are feeling bereft, in the situations where we've been stopped from doing the things we want to. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You know, we invite him to come. Some of us have pictures. Perhaps we picture our, our hearts as like hard soil. And you're just starting to get the drops, the rain of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps you're imagining your plant that's, that's shriveled and you're just giving it life-soaking rain. Perhaps right now you're like that young man and you haven't felt enough human touch and the love of God is just surrounding you, bringing you refreshing, bringing restoration, that which is lost. But I just wonder if you'd put your hand gently on the shoulder of the person on either side of you. It's like a, like a team huddle. <laughs> Holy Spirit, let there be a restoration of hope in my brothers and sisters today. Holy Spirit, let there be a refreshing, a refreshing, a refreshing. You see the wounds of hopes and dreams that have been smashed or sidelined. Let there be refreshing today. Let there be refreshing. We pray it in Jesus' name. You know, the Holy Spirit, you can go back to your notes if you want to. The Holy Spirit comes as rain, but he also comes as rivers. Rivers are channels or conduits where the water of life is needed. John says that the work of the Spirit is rivers of living water. Rivers of living water that throw us and John go flow through us. John three, uh, John seven thirty seven. It says, "On the last day, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me.' Do you know that you carry the living water of the presence of God because the Holy Spirit is journeying with you? You know, I'm in a, a business group. My husband, my husband's in business. I'm in the church. He's got a real job, and we had a choice quite a few years ago now to join a couple of professional groups. One was a business group through, a, he'd done some studies at Harvard Business School and so that was another, and another one was a Christian business thing. And we made a decision to join the Secular Leadership Association simply because we like Christians but we figured we'd see them in heaven. And every Christian, every person that we knew that wasn't a Christian, we'd come to a, a point at like, you know what, I think we've told them enough about our faith. If they want to explore faith now, it's up to them. So we needed a new crew. And we started to join this group. And I remember when we first met them, he introduced me as a minister. And straight away, half of the group never talked to me for the first year. You know, because it was not a status job in their view. I think it's a very status job. Look at Pastor Mike. Um, <laughs> But we started to talk to them. And we've been journeying with these people now in small groups for a long, long time. And we were at dinner a while ago and one of the couples said, you know, my, um, the guy's in a group with my husband, the girl's in a group with me. It doesn't always work like that, but it just so happened. And they said, you know, there's something spiritual about our group when you guys are there. We said, we've been working it out that when you're not there, the whole group is different. And I went, yeah, quieter. They said, no, no, there's something spiritual. There's something about it. You see, we bring the rivers of life into situations. 
We bring the rivers of life. The other day I was in an Uber and the guy was talking about somewhere that he was from and, you know, he had family that had um, had COVID and, you know, we've got, I know a lot of people globally that have had COVID. And so we we're talking about that. And at the end of it, I said, listen, I'm a person of faith. Can I pray with you? He goes, sure, why not? So I over, put my hand on his shoulder. He was in the front. Um, we're not allowed, you know, I have to sit in the back with a mask on because I'm in Victoria. Um, and so I just put my hand on his shoulder and, and just prayed with him. The end of it, he's kind of wiping a bit of tear away and sniffing. You know why? Because the river of living water was flowing into him. What did I feel? Nothing. Zippo. You see, we get used to the presence of God. We don't have to feel all mystical and spiritual. We don't have to say, God wants you to know this. We say, hey, you know, maybe you might want to think about this. We say it in a natural way to bring the supernatural presence of God. The Holy Spirit comes as rivers, as rivers that we might be overflows of the living water. You know, there's a reason they say in a plane, for those of you who remember planes, you can Google it. Put your mask on first. Put your mask on first and then help your kid because it's not a natural thing to do. But what we need to do is put our mask on and then refresh others. Those who are refreshed will refresh others. But equally, as we refresh others, we're refreshed. We want to be tributaries of the Holy Spirit. If you've got your phones today, take them out. If you haven't got a phone, I am so impressed. Come and talk to me afterwards. We are channels of living water to all the people that are in our phone, to our contacts, to our followers. You know, I Google, I've already, I've already Instagrammed um, today because I got people who follow me who go, you got so many rock concerts, what are they? I go, oh, that's church. <laughs> you see, they are vicariously getting a glimpse of the church. They wouldn't come through the buildings, but they would. Someone contacted me and said, oh, wow, so you're going to be there? I might come to church tonight. I said, great, I'll be there, come and give me a hug. We are seeking to be rivers of living water. So would you just hold your phone up for a moment? Let's pray over them. Father, we thank you that you are the God of love and you love every one of our contacts and every one of our followers. Lord Jesus Christ, your grace extends not just to us, but to everybody on this phone. Holy Spirit, as we journey with you, would you prompt us when to contact people? Would you prompt us to pray for people? Holy Spirit, would you remind us to share faith and light and hope with the people in our phone. Holy Spirit, we pray that we will be givers of life and hope to the people that we know and connect with. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here's the thing. What I've done now is the Holy Spirit is going to whisper, oh, you should contact so-and-so. When you're taking up your phone to go on Instagram, because why don't you just put a message of hope out there? There's a guy called Charlie Mackesy. You can Google him. He's got some great um, little Instagram stories and things. They're fantastic to repost. They're things that are, hey, let's point people to the possibility of Jesus. Pre-evangelism. The Holy Spirit comes as wind. You've been, you've been um, singing that this morning about let the wind of the Spirit. You know, that comes from John chapter 3. There was this religious guy called Nicodemus and he was trying to understand the mystery of coming into relationship with God through Jesus. And basically Jesus was saying, hey, listen, you don't even understand the wind. And I think the wind is a reminder of so many things that we don't understand or control. If there's one thing that COVID's taught us globally, we're not in control. 
And so there's a greater wind at work. And how do we cooperate with the wind of the Holy Spirit? You know, I used to have these great plans and prayers and say, God, would you do this? And God, would you do that? And God, would you do this? And God, would you do that? You know, the big shopping list. Now I say, God, would you help me understand what you're doing and cooperate with it? What, what's your plan? Where's the Ethiopian on a desert road you want me to chat to? Where's the woman at a well you want me to open a conversation about water with? Who's the guy up in a tree that's going to cook dinner for me tonight? We start to journey with the Holy Spirit and think about the wind of what he's doing. John 3.8 puts it this way. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain people of the Spirit. When we say, I want to catch the wind of the Spirit, we're cooperating where God is leading us. We're cooperating with what He wants us to do. And we start to listen to His voice. I was walking through a shopping centre a while ago and I felt that I should pray for this particular guy. He's a sort of surfer dude with headphones, looked pretty cool. It was pre-COVID. And so I went up and stood in front of him and sort of gave him a bit of a wave. Now, I don't know if he saw me out of the corner of his eye, but he did everything he could not to look at me. You know, first rule, don't make eye contact with old people. Um, And so I've now decided if I think it's God, I'm going to act on it. Because I've looked stupid for lots of other reasons. Why not look stupid for something that might be God? But what I'm really trying to do is make sure that I cooperate with what God's saying. So I lifted up his headphone. Yeah, people love you touching their beats. So I lifted up and said, hi. <laughs> he looked at me. I said, we don't know each other. I usually say that because people are like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> and I said, I was just walking past and I said, I believe in God. Now, I've said this, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of times to people. No one has ever said, yes, me too. They never reply. They're just so stunned that I'm bringing up God in the shopping centre. <laughs> I said, I believe in God. And they mostly go, I said it and I just sense as I walk past that maybe I need to pray with you. Is there something I can pray for you for? No reaction. So that's fine. That's not a no. (laughs) So I just put my hand on his shoulder because you see the power of touch. Jesus was moved with compassion and he touched people. You know, between the wrist and the elbow, I might put my hand on someone's arm or I might put, put put it on their shoulder here. But I just reached out and touched him and I just prayed for him. He was from Adelaide, interestingly enough. And um, just kind of pray with him. I keep my eyes open because if security comes, it makes it easier. (laughs) I keep the prayers short because we're in the shopping centre, people. Don't get weird. (laughs) I usually start, dear God, because everybody's kind of okay with God. Dear God, just thank you for this young man. Prayed for his sister. Prayed for something to do with her. And then I just say it in Jesus' name because I think it's important to introduce Jesus. And I said amen because most people get amen is the end. Right? And they feel a bit of a sense. I said, so, you need to think about that. He goes, how did you know I had about my sister? I said, I didn't even know you had a sister. You need to think about that. See ya and walked off. <laughs> Got in my car. Now, Many of you are going to judge me and say, why didn't you stay, lead him to Jesus, go and visit his sister, pray for her because she was obviously sick. You know what? People have to do something. I can't do everything. 
Our research says it takes 12 to 14 connections for someone to come to faith. So I'm just a link in the chain. So I just got to do my little bit. I just got to do my little bit. For all I know, he's, he's a neighbour of one of yours. And it's your job to talk to him about his sister and pray that she gets healed. See, we're links in the chain. Every time you invite someone to Alpha, it's a link in the chain. If you think of a clock face, we're taking them around the clock face of faith. So inviting them is a win because it's brought them a step closer to Jesus. So they said, no, huh, don't worry about that. Is there anything in our theology about rejection? Do the internship, find out. <laughs> in fact, I just, I had a thought, I'm not saying it's God, just putting it out there. Maybe there's someone here that's a bit older and you think that internship is just for young people. No, it's not. It's for you. In fact, it's something that's going to spear you into the second season of your life. And you need to think about that. Do what you need to do. Perhaps you need to rearrange your work so that you can work extra hours to do four days. Perhaps it's time to take a step towards a different future. Cut back to four. Anyway, whatever. Just a thought. Acts 2.3 says, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. Just like the wind, the Holy Spirit, the wind of God is unstoppable unstoppable and so we can believe as we pray come Holy Spirit that he will we pray come Holy Spirit how's he going to come well just like the day of Pentecost who has a clue are you going to tell the Holy Spirit who's the most creative person in the universe who was there at creation who was there with God who was there in the beginning are you going to say listen this is the way we'd like you to come this is what we would like you to do really you see, the Holy Spirit just come, sometimes comes and shows us the love of God. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes and, you know, the board chair of Alpha, it wasn't planned to tell this story, someone needs it. Board chair of Alpha, when he was a young person, about, about you know, 20-something, was sitting in a church, like, was sitting in a church meeting and he got an idea. This is 35 plus years ago. He got an idea of how you could cut up needles, now, I don't know about you, but I have never sat in a meeting thinking about how to get rid of hospital sharps. Anyone? <laughs> and he started to think about it and he felt, maybe this is God. Maybe I should be thinking about getting rid of hospital sharps. And um, someone came with a word later that, that uh, you know, just kind of, you know, affirmed that. So he went around the world, he was doing science at the time, working out how do you get rid of hospital needles? Back then, no one wanted to get rid of hospital needles. You chuck them in the trash. That's what you did. And so he invented a machine that got rid of hospital needles, that reduced needle stick injuries. And he got involved in that and no one wanted to know. And so he and his wife went to every hospital in Melbourne and prayed, God, would you make a way for us in this hospital? God, would you make a way? Do you know when he sold his business in Australia, they had 98% of the hospitals in Australia were using their yellow sharps containers, Daniels, from Daniels Health. He now is involved globally in you know, America. Anyway, got a global business. The important thing about that business is it helps support Alpha. <laughs> you see, God had a way to get evangelism to people free, but no one thought that it might come through cutting up needles. The Holy Spirit is able to give you ideas. The whole, it doesn't mean you don't work. 
It doesn't mean you don't steward them. But when you're in the atmosphere, when you're in an encounter night, you're positioning yourself to get dreams and visions. You're positioning yourself for creative ideas. Most creative ideas come when you're in the presence of God because the Holy Spirit is working with us. The Holy Spirit comes as oil. The anointing, the oil of Scripture is related to the Holy Spirit working us. Second Corinthians puts it this way. It is God who enables, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first instalment that guarantees everything He has promised us. Right through the Old Testament, the oil was poured on people when they were anointed to be priests or anointed to be kings or anointed to be prophets. It was a symbol of what was happening, the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Today, as we reach out, the Holy Spirit's anointing. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, sometimes we get anointed with oil. We get little bit, it doesn't matter what oil it is, get some from the kitchen. Sometimes as we just anoint with oil, you might have opportunity at one of the encounter nights to do that. It's a symbol, a physical symbol of what is happening in actuality. The Holy Spirit is anointing us to do His work. He makes us sensitive. How many times have you wondered how you knew something? How do I ring that person? Why should I do that? It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He helps us look beyond. He helps us to see what is unseen. The Holy Spirit, so we're going to pray at the end, a moment for the Holy Spirit to come as oil. The Holy Spirit comes as wine. You know, Jesus described the Holy Spirit coming as new wine, as new wine, coming and cleansing out things in our life, coming and making us new from the inside. The Holy Spirit comes as fire to shape us, to shape us to refine us, to clean out the things. There are two things that the work of the Holy Spirit does in our life. Firstly, He brings gifts into our lives. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the prophetic. We've been singing that today, prophesy. But He also brings fruit into our life. Fruit of love and joy and peace and becoming more like Jesus. You know the problem? Some people want the gifts and not the fruit. He comes to refine us. He comes to temper our personalities. He comes upon us like the Holy Spirit. He comes upon us to show the favour and presence of God. Why don't you stand with me as we close? You can close your eyes if you want. Raise your hands because I'm going to pray these symbols over you right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll pour rain on everybody here. Would you just pour your rain and soak into them? Holy Spirit, I pray that you will come and you will open rivers in people, rivers of life. Open rivers that reach out to people around. Holy Spirit, I come and that you pray that you will breathe wind. You know those people who aren't sure where they're going, not sure what direction, they're in a place of decision. Bring the wind of your Spirit. Bring the wind of your spirit and show them direction. Anoint them with your oil. Commission them. They are your messengers, that you are journeying with them. Fill them with your holy fire. Temper them. Let the fruit of your spirit guide them. Let's just pray as we close together, shall we? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Pray it out loud. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, wherever you go. That's the most ancient prayer of the Holy Spirit. 
of the church. Whenever we pray it, He comes. Come, Holy Spirit. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you are able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.